Welcome to Psychos and Sociopaths. Today we're going to look into the Zodiac Killer. Uh, the only thing on this guy is... I, I love how you led with that. The Zodiac Killer. You got it real deep. You got kind of... Not Vincent Price with it. You, you got kind of... Uh, got a little Vin Diesel on it, man. Next thing you know, I mean, you're going to pull it out and you're going to be like... We don't need the Zodiac Killer because we got family. No? no. God, I, I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. The only thing that's known at the of uh, the Zodiac Killer is uh, a picture of a guy with glasses and short hair. Uh, but the Zodiac Killer uh, killed during the time frame of December 1968 to October 1969. The only victims that they know of is five confirmed, two injured, and possibly 20 to 28 uh, claimed kills. Uh, probably well, no, around 20 to 30. 28 dead, but the, he claims to have killed 37. Yeah. And they don't know if it's just in California, uh, around the San, uh, San Francisco area, or there's also some that he might have killed in Nevada. But his first, uh, because we don't have uh, that much on the Zodiac Killer, because he technically never been caught, even though there's speculations they did actually catch the guy because the killing stopped as soon as he was in jail. But they couldn't po prosecute him because of the, I can't believe I said that word, but uh, they prosecuted a guy. You Let said me... it again, look at you. I have to I have to give you down uh, all this way down on this uh, thing to get the guy. Uh, yeah, even though he claimed to have committed 37 murders in letters to newspapers, investigators agree on only seven confirmed victims, two of whom survived. Um, they are uh, David Arthur Faraday, 17; Betty Lou Jensen, 16, shot and killed on December 20th of 68 on Lake Herman Road within the city limits of Benincia. Um, Michael Renald Magoo, Mago, uh, 19. Darlene Elizabeth tw uh, Farron, 22, shot on July 4th, 1969, in the parking lot of Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo. Uh, while Mago survived the attack, Farron was pronounced dead on arrival at Kaiser Foundation, Foundation Hospital. Brian Calvin Hartnell, 20 and Cecilia Ann Shepard, 22, stabbed on September 27th of 69 at Lake Berryessa in Napa County. Uh, Hartful survived eight stab wounds to the to the back, but Shepard died as a results as a result of her injuries on September 29th of 69. Uh, Paul Lee Stein, 29, shot and killed on October 11th of 69 in the Presidio Heights neighborhood in San Francisco. So you know, and I, I, I think. You know how most of the murder serial murders that we've profiled on this show, they, they kind of had the, like an M.O., you know, whether it be the Torso Killer or John Wayne Gacy or the Dating Show Killer or Ted Bundy. Um, the, he didn't have a specific way of doing things. I mean, he's either stabbing people or he's shooting them, but there's no, like, ritualistic anything to it. He just kind of targets of opportunity kind of a thing. At least that's the way that it appears. Yeah, what's the other uh, strange thing about this was the 
code that he ended up giving out to the press that just uh, I want to say a couple of years ago yeah it was last year that the cipher was actually uh, cracked and you can look at it online because it's just a bunch of gibberish really I mean it was interesting that they didn't know what, how to figure out the code for, until like a good 51 years. Yeah, it was a 408 symbol cipher, including faithful trans, uh, transliterations of spelling and grammar errors in the original. Um, the meaning, if any, of the final 18 letters has not been determined. Yeah. And uh, we'll go. We he mo more or less did it at the uh, Bay Area in San Francisco. Uh, let me go on the uh, Lake Herman Road murders. Uh, the first murder is widely uh, attri uh, attributed to the Zodiac Killer, where the shootings of high school student Betty Lou Jensen and David Arthur Fairway on December 20th, 1968, on the Lake Herman Road, just inside. Benincia. Benincia City Limits. Uh, the couple w uh, were on their first date, planning to attend the Christmas concert at Hogan High School. Uh, about three blocks from Jensen's home, they instead visited a friend uh, before shopping at the local restaurant. Wait a minute. Shopping at a local... Uh, oh, stopping. That messed up my uh, dyslexia road quick. Uh, stopping at a local restaurant and then diving out to Lake Herman, which is considered the uh, uh, love, lover's corner. Um, utilizing the available friend is dated Robert uh, Gray Smith. Uh, po Polisida? Postulated. That another car pulled up, uh, turns around around about 11 p.m. And they only stopped at the lake at 10.15 and it only took them 45 minutes to kill them. Mm -hmm. And they are probably in that time frame where they actually were dead. The killer then shot Jensen five times in the back of uh, in the back as she fled. Her body was found 28 feet from the car. Then the dro uh, killer drove off. Uh, the next murder was at Blue Rock Springs just before midnight on July 4th, 1969, uh, Darlene Farron and Michael McGew drove into Blue Rock Spring Park in Valley Joe, four miles from the Lake Herman Road murder site and parked while the couple uh, in Farron's car, a second car drove uh, drove into the lot, parked alongside them, and almost immediately drove away. Returning about 10 minutes later, the second car parked behind them. The driver of the second car then exited the vehicle, approached the passenger side door of Farin's uh, car, carrying a flashlight and a 9mm Luger. The killer directed the flashlight into McGew's and Farron's eyes before shooting them uh, at them uh, shooting at them god this whole thing I, written horribly 
firing five times. Both victims were hit. Several bullets had passed throughout Miguel uh, and into Farn. The killer walked away from the car, but upon hearing Magoon's warning, uh, moaning, returned and shoot, uh, shot both. The, how did they get all this information if they're both dead? Um, probably from the coroner's reports uh, from from the investigating officer that responded to the scene first because what they'll do uh, at a murder scene is they'll they'll secure the scene because you know that way they can uh, you know reduce the amount of contamination to the evidence they you know they'll look for things like drag marks uh, you know disturbed soil stuff like that uh, blood trails um, even then, I mean, and I know it sounds all de Dexter-esque, but, I mean, they'll have, like, a splatter specialist come in, and they'll look to see, you know, based on the splatter pattern or spray pattern of the blood, you know, they'll figure out what the angles are. They, they've got forensic scientists that will come in and take a look at it. Yeah, but how do they know that the guy, Michael, was actually moaning and then returned for the next shot? Unless that was included in a letter that he wrote to one of the papers. It had to be. But Because I, I, I don't see any of these sources taking that degree of artistic uh, liberties. But most of the uh, victims were at a lover's lane type deal. Yeah. Uh, I guess he had something that, uh, that he hated uh, people that are happy and about to... Uh, enjoy the night in a secluded spot, but it, it, you also got to look at that's actually depending on how many vehicles are there. Usually at a spot like that, there's usually no vehicles. That's the reason why it's a lover lane type spot. But God, that's it's gotta suck that you know you go out to go out and have some peace and quiet, and usually these people probably have roommates and everything like that or some mm -hmm. of them are high school students wanted to you know didn't want to take the stuff home right uh it's just it's just really sad that you do something to interrupt a you know just kids having fun basically type deal yeah but <clears throat> what's really strange about uh other than the uh the cipher and everything like that is he went into the newspapers and just kept on uh, harassing the police department. He was one of those ones that he believed that you couldn't, he couldn't be caught, uh, antagonizing the police department, and they couldn't really do anything because he... I mean, the person that they got that they suspected was Arthur Lee Allen, uh, he was most likely likely suspect. Mm -hmm. uh, let me go into here. And he looks nothing of the photo. I mean, I, I can show you the photo of him. He doesn't. I mean, he, the Arthur Lee Allen is a very chubby man. I'll I'll post it up the the picture of the actual. Uh, when did he get arrested? Hold on, real quick. 
Because I think he was arrested several times. No, I just did that. Well, because, like, you know, like he would leave clues at the door, you know, at the door, on the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he wrote an inscription on uh, Hartnell's door, uh, the door of his vehicle. He put the Zodiac sign on there. Vallejo, 122068, 7469, uh, September uh, 2769 at 630 by knife. So, I mean, he, I, I think this guy got off on taunting the police um when they you know because there was these people that uh they said that, that, that he broke the cipher right or that they broke the cipher and if the best that they can discern from it was that he was gathering slaves for the afterlife and he, that he's going to be reborn after he dies into paradise and the people that he's killed are going to be his slaves yeah but the uh alan lee uh arthur allen uh lee allen uh he the only reason why he was a suspect is uh, all evidence against Allen is circ- uh circumstantial now the stuff with uh uh Mr. Allen here is his personal life he was dishonorably just discharged from the navy in 1958 uh, he also lost his job as an elementary school teacher in 1968 for violating molestation uh, school children. In 1974, he was arrested for molesting school children, uh, molesting children, and serving at his sentence at a Sorrento State Hospital until 1977. He was found uh, instructed in killing animals. Uh, as a kid and torturing bugs uh, a direct claim from Karen Allen his mother but the evidence they had on on him uh, they couldn't match anything to where uh, this is the circumstancing evidence uh, fingerprints and palm prints didn't match the DNA didn't match handwriting, uh, handwriting didn't match he didn't wear glasses. He was old with graying, uh, gray black hair. Uh, and a lot of people said, this is the guy. They've always caught him. And, yeah, the uh, Alan was a douchebag. And he was someone that should have been, like, uh, murky murked beforehand. <coughs> uh, being a pedophile and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But all the evidence didn't show him. Yeah. The, I, I think that they just looked at him and they were like, okay. It was one of those cop moments to where they're trying to be lazy and try to. Yeah. It, they, were, they were getting pressure from not only their supervisors, but from the media, from the public. They need to find somebody. Because at that, I think at that point, the general public just wanted to feel safer. And when they came out and said, hey, we, we caught him, I think at that point, whoever the, the, the actual Zodiac killer was was just like, you know what? I'm going to stop. Because if he would have kept killing, he wouldn't have been able to control himself, and he would have 
continued to write the letters. He could he would have continued to leave the ciphers at the scenes of the crime. They would they, have eventually found him. And they would have eventually found him. And the the guy that everybody was touting as, as being the Zodiac killer would have been at least exonerated on those charges. He would probably still serve time and, and been sentenced for his uh, pedophilia, but it just it would have made the cops look bad. It really would have. And and part of me wants to think that he wanted to get caught, but the other part of me wants to think that he knew when to say enough was enough. It's almost it's almost like it's one of those rare exceptions when a killer has gotten his satisfaction. Yeah. It's almost like his craving ceased. It was, I guess, kind of like quitting smoking for him. You know, he had that urge, and he went out and did these things. His, he claimed he pumped his numbers up because, you know, five confirmed kills. I mean, those are rookie numbers. you got to pump those numbers up, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, another thing on this one is a lot of the uh, – media coverage because a lot of the stuff was shipped to the media Mm -hmm. and it became one of those fascinating cases it's like jack the ripper we're never going to really figure out who kill uh who jack the ripper really was because one we did we weren't in that time frame and two he never was caught uh like this one there's speculation who it was uh they've made several movies about uh, about this uh case uh, several TV shows try to uh, figure it out. This, I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theories on this because everybody thought they, fr- from the 50 years that it had, uh, it was a uh, out. People ca- came up was like, oh, I figured out the Zodiac code. I've I've done this, and it's just one of these cases to where. It's going to live in infamy until we actually, you know, one day they're, like, doing those murder houses and they find all the ciphers and everything. Yeah. Or, you know, he he may be alive still, and then eventually when he dies and they start going through, you know, his family goes through his estate and they find all this crap. Past that. Because Arthur Lee Allen is dead already. Yeah. Uh, he passed away through uh, natural causes, which he should have had, like, much more worse than natural causes. Well, he died in prison, though, didn't he? Um, no, he died in a mental institution. No, oh, well, still, he was off the street. No, he was at his home. Oh, well, in never Vallejo. mind. In Vallejo. Vallejo. Yes. But... Sadly enough, I mean, there there's all this speculation and everything, but uh, this one's a short episode only because there really w- there there's a lot of information of who died and everything like that, but all the ram- randomness of this case, we really can't say who it was or or who did it, mm-hmm. but. That's it for this episode of Psychos and Sociopaths. And 
I'm David Dickman. I'm Johnny Skelton. Uh, look us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter. And we'll catch you all next time.